This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I ended up buying some pizza from Pizza Luce. I've had 19 pieces. It smells tremendous. It's very must good. cut them really thin to have 19 with still about there's half a pie left. So there's a bunch left. I asked Rusty if he wanted to bring it down to his fellow staff members. Yes. The newsroom, the people that the are the heart and soul, the backbone of this building. Wow. Really? I thought I could add a that little bit. That explains a lot. That sounds about right. Yeah. And what did Rusty say? Yeah, I'm you, good. I'm good. You do it. That's what he said. Grabbed a slice for himself. Everybody grabbed a slice for himself. You you like to take credit for everything, Chad, so I figured why not let (laughs) you take credit. There's never been anything more true said on CPL. I I just said you take it down there. I appreciate that. Yeah. And 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 he said steal your chair, not gonna steal your glory. Yeah. Oh yeah, this will be my glory moment. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. My the pizza. Yeah. So he says no. Pretty good. But then he goes over and he goes. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, so, Rusty, you is it possible you may finish it? No, no, no. Mm-mm. I did notice as I ran down there about 15 minutes ago to the newsroom that, I mean, you started the show talking about how hungry you are, how starving you are. I Famished. I, I barely ate at home. Then I had, you know. $5,000 yeah. salad over here, which yeah. and what do I, sounded good. And five minutes later, I was hungry. What do I see in the newsroom? Box of donuts, oh. little cake in there. Those, those came from Jimmy in honor of Vanita's birthday, so now all the pressure's on Dan Cook for DeRush's birthday. I don't know if you heard. It's both of their birthdays. So that's how it works around here. Nice. I thought they would offer it to us. Well, it's there. It's yeah. interesting. Isn't it interesting on the newsroom? Yeah. Embargo that. Yeah, interesting. Huh? But then <laughs> it's sitting there. Then we. Embargo the pastries. We then provided pizza. Mm-hmm. And they'll have that. But I'm, at any point, did Rusty or I – mean, we got like nine people in the newsroom today. Nine. It's Laura and me at the moment. Yeah, but Al was in there earlier. Oh, sure. And so was Susie. So there were four people in there. Did any one of the four? And I and when I walked through the newsroom – I don't know you, Harrigan. You really don't socialize. I walked through the newsroom. Hello, all. They may say, hey, just so you know, there's some extra donuts. Yeah, here. some goodies over there. Rusty, did that, that. Pop, did that pop up? No, I didn't, Bob. No. There's there's so many lines drawn in the sand around here. I'm getting lost. I don't even know where to go anymore. Sharing is is not a line that's okay. drawn in any sand. Okay. That's All one right. of those things that you learn as a small child. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know what it does? It ties back to our topic here of schools and uh discipline. Touche. Mm-hmm. There's a texture, Rusty Ray, underrated. Yeah. 
Underrated and enjoying his own. Wi- I appreciate my wife listening yeah. this afternoon. <laughs> yes, underrated and enjoying his own pizza and saying, screw you to the rest of the newsroom. Yes. Okay, so we talked teachers, students, discipline. We had calls. We didn't get a chance to get to many of your texts. So let's jump in on some of those texts. My wife has been a teacher for over 25 years. Kindergarten, the two biggest changes support for teachers get from parents and the lack of para-assistance for kids who need help. Um, you know, because of Q, we became a part of the para-community. And again, I felt like we were incredibly lucky where Q went to school. But I know um, the numbers at Q schools were very good for Paris, and it's a rarity. It's among the issues that we have. And, you know, with the special education funding, which is receiving a greater profile about bleeping time. Teacher buy-in is because, and again, I value those people called in. I do think there is a lot of, well, it never was this way when my kids were younger. And I do think there are more kids now who are emboldened to be clowns than they used to be. I don't know by how much, but I feel like there are more. But to act like everybody in the 40s and 50s and 60s who were kids at the time, where they were angelic, they were perfect, they never spoke up. They never caused an issue. Or, by the way, now the kids who were in school in 2023 and all of them are clowns and disrespectful and don't care about discipline. I, listen, Hunter's 27. Mike's 15. I've been around a lot of kids for a long time. The overwhelming number of kids that I see either at school or my kids' friends, they're pretty damn good. That doesn't mean all of them haven't screwed up at times, and sometimes egregiously. But we do a lot of broad generalizing about it was all great back then and it's terrible now because there's a lot of kids right now who are pretty bleeping great. And it's it's a little too easy to generalize that they don't care about it. There are some who do. The majority still care. Yeah, I think it's, as you said, it's very easy to generalize and say, well, back in my day, but you know, I coached baseball in high school for almost 20 years. I can probably count on one hand the amount of kids that were really a serious problem. Yeah. And and you dealt with a, dealt yeah. a lot of kids. I mean, you find kids that are, you know, a little annoying or you're just going to push it a little bit. But the ones that are a, a serious, you know, okay, we need to have a serious talk about, you know, whether they need to be kicked off the team or suspended or whatever, it's a very small number. More text coming in. My brother retired early from teaching several years ago because of student attitudes. He called it entitlement. Kids just read more text here at 651-461-9226. Kids just reflect what is going on in society. More violence, less civility, no civics lessons in class that explain how to be a good citizen. So 
I hear this a lot, too. We didn't have violence in the 60s. Like the 60s. Maybe the most tumultuous decade over the last, in just in America alone, right? Um, with civil rights, with unrest towards the war, with assassinations, with a push for equal treatment for women and, and what was going on. So the 60s, we had a lot of that, right? But then when we hear from the same people who say, oh, man, the kids were just perfect in the 60s. That's right. So we have so many ways now to judge what kids are seeing on their social media platforms regarding excess violence. And I'm not saying that kids are never affected by this. And I'm holding my hand, my phone, and I'm on this thing constantly. And parents never should be afraid of setting up guidelines and hours for their phone, for their kid's phone, and saying, hey, by the way, this isn't a guarantee. You know, when you, when when we're having these issues at school, this is a parent talking. By the way, your phone is not an automatic. But we've had violence and examples, Dave, of abhorrent behavior forever. So I'm not going to deny, as I said, to all the platforms you have to see it. But again, to, to blame everything that's going on now, and that's why kids are acting that way, it's some of it. I don't think it's as much as others. And I think people are playing the game and acting like, geez, when I went to school, my kids went to school again, it was perfect. Because guess what? They weren't. Or if they were, great. But regarding perfect, they were the rarity. And also I'm getting the the two-parent households. Sure. In a great, great world, you would grow up. And you'd have mom and dad, and you'd have one, two, 17 kids, whatever. Doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes when you have mom and dad, and let's say the two kids, mom's a lousy mom, or dad's a lousy. Or the parents are great. They're great. They buy in. And for whatever reason, child number two just isn't that good. Or the parents are awful. And the kids are great. It's the nature versus nurture thing, which we can't completely quantify. Yeah. Or, you know, the kid who was a good kid all of a sudden makes a couple friends who make bad decisions. They rub off on the kid. And I think, you know, at a certain age, you know who's going to influence a child more. It's their peers more than their parents. Yes. Absolutely. And that is an area where things are a little bit different. The ways, the, the numerous ways kids can communicate with their peers and maybe stir it up in that way versus, hey, the regular phone at the house. And by the way, if you're acting foolish, boom, yeah. you don't access yeah, I think, to that phone. And you talk about violence in the 60s versus violence today. I think 
one of the big differences is, is um, you know, in the 60s, you knew it was going on if you were a kid, if you were a middle school, high schooler. Perhaps you saw it on the news, but you know, that was pretty much it. I, mean, I guess you could watch a movie, but, you know, I do think there is probably something to now it being readily available, whether it's on any TV station, social media. And, I, and I, such, I'm, such different versions yep, of it, too. Absolutely. Right? And I've, I've come around to the, you know, the video game argument. I don't know how much of an impact it has to be, but when you're a part of the violence, when you're allowed to be a part of it in, in playing a game, there's, so, there's got to be an impact. And I'm not saying it's on every because, kid, okay. but I'm sure on some kids it does. But weren't there some kids, and I'm going to get this Walls budget thing, but when we were watching in the 60s and 70s, all the cartoons where violence was happening, that could have an effect also. Now, the comeback to that is hold on a second, hold my beer. Look at the graphics. Look at the specifics. Look at how lifelike it is now compared to others. Um, you were still passively watching it, though, as opposed to being a participant. Yes, you know, and the level of that. Yeah, and we also, regarding mental health, we still don't have enough individuals who can reach out to kids when mental health is a part of this, mm-hmm. compared to just you're being a jackass. You know, all right. Appreciate a lot of text in this one. Governor Walls's budget and. The checks, the size, you want me to talk Schuster here? The size of the budget, I'm just, I looked it up again. The Palenti budget, as he was leaving, compared to the Walls budget now, it's just a little bit bigger. It's just a little bit bigger. I'll tell you about that. And then do you want your, described by Tim Walls, by the way, Walls checks. I don't think any Republicans are calling the Walls checks. I don't think any Jensen voters. So uh, the governor has called them after himself because he likes it. He's proposing them again. Is this what you want? Let's discuss when we come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Clayton Davis, who's joined us a number of times before, who's outstanding. On the Oscars, Mr. Davis is going to join us by 10, 12 minutes. I watched a little bit of it. I kind of like the announcements. You get excited? I was up. I was clicking. I was reading. I saw it. Why do they do it in the morning? They've always done it that way. I know. I, you want it in the evening? You want it prime seems time? Like you could make a little prime time, sixty minute, yeah. you know, half hour show out of it. That's a fair point. You could get some viewers. Well, Clayton was a huge part of it on ABC News, yes, big time. So he's going to say, "Hey, I like it in the morning. <laughs> I'm on national TV, and from national TV, he's on this dog and pony show." I'm reading a story, June sixteenth. 2009, okay, this is the 2009 Tim Pawlenty budget, okay? Governor Pawlenty announced Minnesota's largest ever budget cut Tuesday, reducing state aid to local governments, lowering health care, funding, trimming state colleges' budgets, and in general, shrinking the size of the state government. Lawmakers a month ago passed a Pawlenty-signed budget that would have spent almost $36 billion the next two years. But remember, Republicans rejected a tax increase passed by the DFL. So guess what? It turned out to be $31 billion. $31 billion by Tim Pawlenty for a two-year budget in 2009. I read the Star Tribune today. More than 2.5 million Minnesota households received checks in the state, and some seniors would see lower taxes on their Social Security tax benefits under Tim Walz's $65.2 billion budget plan. That's inflation. <laughs> That's all that is. That's just COVID? Yeah. It's just COVID. Yeah. Uh, 14 years from 31 to $65 billion. Supply chain. It's so <laughs> It's Obama's fault. That's right. It's it's indefensible. It is indefensible. And I like a lot of things about our state. I live here. Uh, I like children. I like education. I like lakes. You know, I like water. I like roads. Light rail? Uh, I don't like light rail anymore. I told you the idea. It's the tow rope, man. It's the tow rope. We <laughs> all brilliant. just get in that tube and we latch on and boom, we're there. And it doesn't cost $2.7 billion. You know what? Bring an umbrella. You know, we'll set up. There'll be chairs. There won't even be a tube. Like, it'll be nice chairs. No way in hell should our budget go from $31 billion to $65 billion in 14 years. Come on. It is ridiculous. You in favor of this? I mean, the question is, what's more true? The budget was too low with Pawlenty or too high with Walls? I don't know if we can answer that. It's probably a you know little column A, little column B for sure. But yeah, and Blois adds, by the way, we're seeing tax increases. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I mean. You do not have to be some raging right-wing conservative to say 
What the hell? $31 billion in 2009. Last time I checked, that's a pretty good pile. That's a pretty big that's if your bag's 31 bill and you're our state, you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. I get it's going to go up. I don't get how it has to more than double in 14 years. And where would it be at if uh, we had Republican governors during that period? Not nearly as high, but there are a lot of automatic increases built in here. But this is just some fiscal sanity because this is fiscal insanity. And there are no signs it's going to slow down. And I got it. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of good which happens. If it's sixty five billion, it ought to be good perpetually forever. And 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 I know there are a lot of other issues we still have. We we still have so many people living check to check and and homeless and income disparity and educational issues. You can't just keep increasing at this rate. You just can't do it. And then we also have the checks he wants to send you. So, Wall suggested tax filers who make less than 75000 should receive – no, no, this – where is the direct money again here? But again, it's the, the direct cash – coming your way. Is this really how we want to do this? You know, I just don't think this is the way to go. How about we adjust our taxes? So the idea of another (laughs) set of within this, some tax increases, and I get there's plenty of COVID money. There's plenty of federal money in here. But the budget shouldn't be going up at this rate. And we should not be as highly taxed as we are, in my opinion. Now, you're, you're more left to me. What do you think about that? You want the budget to keep going up this way? No. No, I do not. No, that's, as you said, to more than double since 20, uh, 2009, that's, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'll take my walls check, though. Would you rather the walls check or would you rather have permanent tax adjustments? Tax adjustments, put it into roads or whatever. That would be my preference. But if they're going to send out the checks, fine. I'll cash it. It's cash them. I don't think it's going to happen. 33 past two here on CCO. Uh, Refundspro.com is a way, speaking of COVID, where you may be eligible for money. If you own a small to medium-sized business and you kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a significant cash refund waiting for you. The employee retention credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. Who do you go with? You go with my friends, the experts at Refunds. That's with an S refundspro.com. They specialize in cutting through red tape 
of qualifying for government program, and we've all dealt with too much red tape over the years, including with the government. It's uh, cumbersome, to say the least. Why not cut through it? Most of these refunds are over $100,000. Even if your business received PPP funds, you may be eligible. No fees until you receive a refund. So if your business experienced some shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, and reduced revenue, you likely qualify. They've already helped so many businesses. How do you get started? It's free, and it's only a five-minute questionnaire. Again, it's refundspro.com. Remember, refunds with an S, pro.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Clayton Davis, as I mentioned, Variety's senior awards editor is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker editor. If you're watching ABC today when the nominations were announced, Clayton was right in the middle of the covers, provided excellent coverage as always. It is a pleasure to have you on. Uh, my friend and producer, Dave Harrigan, raised the idea, because there's so much interest in this, I know forever uh, the nominations have been announced in the morning. Whatever makes sense to have this as a prime time event? I have said this for like a decade now. A, a prime time event where you make it like a Super Bowl halftime show, you play commercials, everything that we're doing right now also works at 1130 in the, in the morning or like or eight o'clock at night. Like it, It's an ungodly hour, but. Then we have the whole day to just like, you know, ponder and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. But yes, it is ungodly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're on the West Coast, you're up at one getting ready. So it's not only good for your health or your mental health. I think the numbers would be pretty good. So the biggest story seems to be everything, everywhere, all at once, picking up 11 nods. And we've had a chance to have this conversation before. It's It's interesting about awards how – whether it's television, music, or movies, how all of a sudden momentum can occur. Is, yep. is that what this is about? Because it just seemed like the last three weeks, every story I read about the Oscars was about everything, everywhere, all at once. But if I would have read those same stories like two months ago, the movie was mentioned, but it wasn't viewed as this sure thing as it became today. Yeah, listen, I have been someone who I love the movie, really do love the movie. However, it is such a cool choice for the Academy to make that I was almost I I, I had to talk myself out of it, that they would go for it in such a significant way. And to be the only movie that broke double digits 
today and to overperform because people had a tracking like at eight or nine nominations. I had it with eight, and they did three over that. It, it's significant and has the goods to maybe actually do it and win Best Picture. The fact that the studio, A24, led the day for all studios, this little indie studio had the most nominations, more than the streamers, more than the conventional studios. It's a thing worth celebrating. And also, it made $100 million. It's a blockbuster. Yeah, that, that's checking a lot of boxes that seem impossible when these giant groups seemingly are in charge of these movies. So then when it's an indie, it's either it's a great movie, but it's in like six theaters across the planet, as opposed to now it's all these things. It's this relatively unknown group, a great movie. It makes money. It gets the nominations. Is this a one-off, or does this give the smaller group, the smaller filmmakers, the smaller studios hope? And maybe those of us who still enjoy movies, we benefit because these quality movies still can be out there, and it doesn't have to be from the top three movie makers, and if it's not them, we're just out of luck. Listen, we've seen the Academy – really make changes over the last two years, especially coming after Oscar So White. They diversified their membership. And a lot of people read into that as just like, oh, we need more uh, black and brown people nominated, which, true, but it also meant the makeup of nominees. I mean, when they expanded from five nominees to ten Best Picture nominees, after after The Dark Knight was snubbed for Best Picture in 2008, that opened the door for possibilities. And we saw films like The Blind Side, District 9, uh, Up, an animated film, get nominated for Best Picture. This is a very populous lineup. There have been eight sequels nominated for Best Picture in history. We have two this year alone, and there were four in the running. I think collectively, this this ranks in the top three highest-grossing box office films of Best Picture, of a Best Picture slate, in history, 25 years after the highest, which was Titanic by James Cameron, now with a $2 billion movie in, in the hunt once again. Movies are here to stay. I think this sends a message that the Academy loves movies, we love movies, and we call like the same movies. And there's a good crop of different types in this uh, nomination list. Okay, so let's stay with that. Remind folks, Clayton Davis is with us from Variety. Check him out on Twitter. Check out his great work with Variety. Senior awards editor. Okay. Has this, how much of this has happened organically? How much of this has happened this year versus, guess what, ABC and the Oscars are saying all these award shows, not just the Oscars, the numbers are going down. So we have to still honor great filmmaking, great acting, great uh, writing, lighting, cinematography, everything. We also have to reflect what the American public wants. So we have to we have to reward what the public is seeing, not just that art house flick that we think is cool, but seven people saw it. Yeah, I mean, organically, I think that happens with the makeup of your membership. That is happening. We have a good crop right now of not only younger voters, but we're also getting international uh, voters that are really showing their case in these nominations. We see that in All Quiet on the Western Front, the German submission for international feature, the second most nominated movie of the, of the lot comes in and makes it, it, its voice known. 
This is now, I think, the fourth or fifth year in a row. We've had a non-English language title uh, in the Best Picture lineup. We saw Parasite win a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So the Academy, and this is where a lot of people disagree, people will say that, you know, the Academy's, uh, you know, stuck up and they don't recognize what actually is the best. My my interpretation of the Academy has always been they're a reflection on the year of cinema. And so it's not just about what they choose, it's what they don't. So they open the minds of Americans in particular to go seek out movies like All Quiet on the Western Front, Triangle of Sadness, Tar, that you know aren't making $200 million at the box office, but people will enjoy and makes people uh, think and talk, but they also will go for the movies that you're actually seeing. Avatar, Elvis is a high grocer, mm-hmm. uh, everything ever all at once, Top Gun Maverick, Top Gun. Yep. you know, Top Gun Maverick is there. Like the first one didn't even get in. So this is, you know, this goes down the route of really just highlighting the great movies that are here in a given year. And even when we get mad at them, when they miss stuff, you could still talk about it in the ether. Okay. You mentioned Top Gun. Um, Does it belong on the list? Or is this a little bit of, hey, it's Cruz. He still hasn't won an Oscar. Let's give him another opportunity. Um, that's always been up for debate. The, the Academy, I don't think, collectively thinks like that. They don't say to themselves, we haven't done this, so we're going to do this. This is almost 10,000 people. I have had many conversations with Academy members, especially older Academy members, to say, I only went to the theater once this year, and it was for Top Gun Maverick, and I loved it. Hmm. When I talk with many studio executives, not at Paramount, at other studios, they're telling me they believe that Top Gun's going to be the one that wins Best Picture, and they have ponies in the race. So, do you think that? Story? I mean, are you t- are you the guy I trust most here? Clayton Davis telling me that even though everything, everywhere, all at once dominated these awards, that when we're watching and Clint Eastwood comes out or Jack Nicholson comes mm-hmm. out, just some megastar, that he's going to hand that Oscar to Tom Cruise for uh, his his producing of this movie. And two reasons why I think it's possible. I think we have a four-horse race here right now. Everything Everywhere could win, Babelman's, Top Gun, and the Banshees of Inisherin. I think one of those four are your best picture winner, if I was guessing today. Why it could be Top Gun? First reason, what better story the day after the Oscars that the movie that saved the movies was named Best Movie? That is a good, heartfelt, cinematic story that no one's going to be smirch. And the other part is the way the Academy votes in Best Picture is not they they choose one, it's a preferential ranking. So it's not about what's the most loved, it's about what's the most liked. Top Gun is going to have tons of twos and threes, not a lot of number ones. And a lot of what we've seen in past years, that's what wins you best. So it's ranked choice voting in some ways, right? It's the. Correct. Exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Clayton, great stuff. I, I can only imagine you're on like five minutes of sleep. You've got a lot of requests. So thank you so much for coming on. We'll continue to enjoy your work and reach out soon. Yeah, I'll come anytime you ask me to. Thanks for having me. Clayton Davis, uh, Variety, their senior awards editor. John Schuster, he wins plenty of awards, and he is here to help you out. And guess what? Let's just be honest. He wants business. Can you blame him, right? I mean, all of us want to be part of this business, but – He's giving you something for free with his 18 years of experience, with his team's almost 
140 years of experience when for a few years we knew the housing market. We all knew the housing market. It's rather uncertain right now. So John Schuster of Coldwell Banker Realty is having a virtual home seller forum. Paul Douglas is going to host. It's 45 minutes. It's online. And it's free. By just signing up at johnschustergroup.com, 40-page home marketing guide sent to you. All the questions you want to ask, you'll learn about it, and you'll learn even more from a true pro's pro who is a good person. When's it coming up? Next week. So I know if you heard me talking about it or Vanita talking about it, and you're saying, hey, eventually I'll sign up. Sign up today. johnschustergroup.com. Click on the banner at the top marked Home Seller Forum. It's next Tuesday, January 31st at 11 and 6, and next Thursday, February 2nd, also at 11 and 6. Uh, before we get to the birthday boy, the Minnesota Chamber reacting to Governor Walz's $65 billion budget. We oh. call that Russia money. They're in favor, right? The business lobby, they're, they're like, we love it. 26% increase mm. in government spending, mm-hmm. top in the nation taxes, including $1 billion in new payroll taxes, mm-hmm. a metro sales area tax increase, a cannabis tax, and the highest capital gains tax in the nation. I don't think they're for it. Sounds like we're winning. I yeah. hear win, win, number one, that's all I'm hearing. Yeah. Are we the highest taxes in the nation? I hear, I hear people say this. I'd like to dig into this because I don't know what – I mean, pick your tax. I'm sure yeah. we're the highest in something. Are we the overall highest? I don't know. We've added a lot of taxes this time with a $17.6 billion surplus. Yeah, that could go away seems, anytime now. Seems Mister. a little counterintuitive. I mean – Well, they want to give some of it back. Uh, will they give it back? No, I don't I don't, I don't think they will. The new version of the checks, I don't think it's going to happen. I was complimenting you. First of all, it's a happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, the cardigan sweater. Harrigan was pushing back on the cardigan sweater. I heard. I mean, and when I look for fashion advice, yeah, radio producer is usually number one. Wow, he just told I you. I just got number one. You just got fact. number one yeah. with a certain digit. Woo. I I don't have a cardigan as right now. I, I have, have one. over the years. This, this is it. This is it. This was. Was uh, Shannon Sharp with his chunky, stylish <laughs> cardigan trying to storm on the court. Yeah. that inspire you? He's inspired me in so many ways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what have you done so far on your birthday? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Sort have of you had sad. Se- have you had sex yet, yet on your birthday? No. No. Will that happen? Um. I hope so. Yeah, that's all I ask for with an, every with year a, with a partner. That's not, it's you know. I mean, that's all you ask for every year. That's all every I, year. Yeah. Sex on your birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy, I hope my kids are driving home from school <laughs> right now. Hearing this, so tonight, you know, I I've been getting texts all day. Like, what are you doing on your birthday? Yeah. We have a 15-year-old who has an 8 p.m. soccer practice who yeah. needs to – so that's what we're doing. Well, you're dropping them off. You're not Drop, watching. And practice. then picking them up. No. Yeah. No. Parents who – There are parents who watch practice, and you people need help. They should lose their children. Probably. Uh, honestly. Yeah. Dave, you want to sing a happy birthday right now? Out of time. Wow. Mm, stuff. Happy birthday, stuff. sir. Thank you. Good luck on getting your we, uh, we, wish. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I got to stop talking. The birthday man is here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.